can you explain to me why you've been licking Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Red Raiders. Hello. Thread Raiders. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. I am your host, Chaotic Anarchy. Before we begin this segment today, I would like to give a massive thank you to all of our Thread Raiders, sponsors, donors, moderators, volunteers, and community members that helped make our Flint fundraiser possible. With the help of all of these amazing people, we were able to raise $1,105. All the funding goes to Little Miss Flint to help bring water filters to the families of Flint, Michigan. If you are interested in volunteering for our next charity event, we will be raising money to help with the Australian wildfires this coming May the 1st to the 3rd. Feel free to reach out to myself or join the Discord channel for more information. On today's podcast, we bring you a new segment called Shatterbox, where I discuss a randomly chosen topic with an incredible individual from the community. After that, we have Mad Libs Theater with Daquin, Maxine, Jordan, Chet, and of course, myself. So lay back, relax, eat some num-nums, and prepare yourself for another episode of the Thread Raiders podcast. Let's do it. All right, and this brings us to our Chatterbox segment. And today we have special guest. <gasps> That's you. Who's, who's I'm, I'm not it's, special, I'm just a guest. You're pretty special. Oh, okay. <laughs> this My is name. where you introduce yourself. <laughs> My name is Daquin. Hello. You're whispering. No one can hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, I'm Daquin. How are you guys doing today? I hope everyone's doing good. Oh, yeah. Fabulous. I'm fabulous. <laughs> so this is the first time we're actually doing this segment. And to give you an idea of what it's going to be like is we are going to pick a topic. And we're going to talk about it. It's as simple as that. <laughs> keep, today, it, keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. That's right. And so today we decided to choose the Joker. Joker. Yes, and their relationships with various characters such as like Batman, Harley Quinn, who our favorite Joker is, why, where we've seen them, and the different versions that have occurred over time. Because Dak and I are huge Batman fans. Oh, Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm so oh. sad to say that. That's me. I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. No, no you have to be the Joker because you can do the voice. Oh, okay. Hello, Bats. <laughs> see <laughs> <I'm Batman. laughs> See, that's how you win you just you just showcase their wonderful abilities and then you could be whatever you want to be <laughs> just remember a smile <laughs> i love it <laughs> so let's start off by talking about which one is your favorite joker there's so many out there now. yeah there are quite a few oh, boy a lot of them there's there's a huge amount of them actually, but mm -hmm. from the few that I've actually seen and had enough content. A few being us? like 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We wrote a whole list before we began this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my favorite, favorite would mm -hmm. probably be the one from the Arkham Asylum. 
okay. uh, series. Because um, number one, Mark Hamill, I think he does. Yeah, of course. His Classic. Of course, yeah, he does like an awesome, that's like my favorite Joker voice of all time. You know? Um, well, I feel like he's the one who's really created the Joker. It's oh, most yeah. Most people know. I know he's not the first Joker ever, mm-hmm. but uh, I feel like when people say the Joker, everybody thinks to him first. Yeah, he's definitely one of the big ones uh, that people think of. Um, but yeah, I like I like him, you know, because I don't really I think <clears throat> I think it's also because he just seems classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, because there are a lot of weird jokers out there. <laughs> yes, there is. But I feel like this one because I like I like this one because of just how he is and and like you know he, and like in the games he looks so spindly. Mm-hmm. It looks like you. It looks like if you, you know, punched him in the arm, his arm would break because he's so just thin. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, I think that's also what makes him so creepy. Yeah. You no, know, with you know the with the widow's peak that he has, and you know the chin that that really pronounced chin and everything. It's mm-hmm. just yeah, and that and just and of course the the quintessential Joker uh, aspect, that big old scary grin of his. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because you can't have a good Joker without a good grin, right? In my opinion, definitely not. not <laughs> and a laugh, it has to have a laugh too. Yeah, you, yes, you must have the laugh. You know that <laughs> kind of laugh. You know <laughs> that, that was that that was more of a that was a, that mm-hmm. you know in, in in essence, I'm not trying to swear. That was a half booty laugh. <laughs> 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 but and yes, it's interesting how you had mentioned classic. So mm-hmm. that is, I, I agree with you. I think Mark Hamill is the classic Joker, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like because so many cartoons were created and the reason for that, I think is because it's the comic books, right? They're trying to create that comic book feel to it. Yeah. So that, oh, yeah. That's, that's another good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that he is very, he reminds me most of that classic uh, comic book feel where the mm-hmm. other, other ones, I think there was another one where, where Mark Hamill voiced and voiced him and, he almost had all the just the the whites of his eyes were like black with like yellow pupils, and he had these huge big green dreads. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's just weird. That's yeah. just weird, you know. Well, yeah. it's also with like Jack Nicholson and mm-hmm. Caesar. Uh, was it Caesar Romero? Yeah, Caesar Romero. Romero. Yeah, yeah. They both had like that cartoon feel to it, you know, mm-hmm. and it ended up being like very comical in a way, and more of a prankster side than how the Joker is portrayed today, which is more like a, a serial killer, um, yeah. or even like gangster, like with um, Jared, uh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like Jared Leto. You know, I I know some people may not necessarily agree with me, especially if you know Jared Leto is their favorite or one of their mm-hmm. favorites. I was like, I always felt maybe it's the grill that he has, but I, I always mm-hmm. thought of him as like a meth head, like meth head Joker. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he is like literally the guy. He's the kind of the way he looks with the slick back hair and all the tats all over. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of someone you would see on the streets, like in the back mm-hmm. alleys, you know, trying to sell you something, and then right. if and if you don't like it, he'll shoot your face off. You know, I feel like the reason why they do that is because there's so many versions of the Joker. How are you going to stand out between each other? You know, because it's already been done so many times. But the majority of the Jokers, they are very much different from each other. Mm -hmm. Like even the laughs, each one is very unique in its own way. You Mm -hmm. know, even the way that they do their makeup, the way that they act are very, very different from each other. Yeah. And that's if there even is makeup. 
Because right. mm -hmm. there's some, like what was it, the one from um, uh, the Telltale game? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. The two Telltale games where- John Doe. Yeah, John Doe. Um, yeah, I mean, it looked like he was just pale from the get-go. Yeah. Just, it's, it's not, he's not white painted. He's just, mm -hmm. he's just very, very, very light skinned. Kind of what was interesting about Telltales is that they kind of swapped their personalities with Harley mm. Quinn. Oh, that's so right. Instead, the Joker is more of a submissive type, mm -hmm. and Harley Quinn is more of like the aggressive dominant type. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting that they decided to go along with that because that's yeah. the first time I've ever seen that between the two. And it's almost like it's almost like Harley's the one making the Joker who he will eventually be. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it makes you wonder because you know we never finished the, the the game yet, and I would like for my thoughts like what if he finally gets to a point where he becomes, you know, the, the a true Joker, right? And then Harley's like, oh, I like what you become. I mm -hmm. love you, you know, <laughs> you know. Because right now there's not much love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really just it's really unrequited love at this point. I think. Mm -hmm. you yeah, Joker likes her like a lot. You can tell. Yeah. But yeah, she could just, she is, she has the Joker personality where she's like, get away from me, you weirdo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? But yet she, in some ways, still has a connection to him. And that's true. Mm -hmm. Like some, it's, yeah, does she just have a bit of a soft spot for him still? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, do, 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 yeah, he's, yeah. Oh, and the fact that he's Bruce's friend. Yeah. Too, you know, mm -hmm. and that's not something you would normally see. You know, right. have an actual connection to him aside mm -hmm. from like, oh, we're rivals. You know, oh, come get me, Batman. Okay, Joker. You know, <laughs> you yeah. know. Well, um, no matter what, there's always a connection to Batman in some way, shape, or form. You know, yeah. and that's really, I think, a big part of why I really enjoy watching Batman films is mm -hmm. to be able to see that connection with Joker and how they're going to portray that, you know, because uh, there's just so many different ways that you can do that. And it gets really, really in depth on how they make that happen. Like even with in this movie, uh, they talk about their connection with Bruce and I don't want to ruin too much in case people haven't seen the movie. Yeah, true, true. But even like their age difference is the same. Originally in the comics, the Joker is much older than Bruce is. Mm -hmm. But in Gotham, they made it where the Joker was around the same age. Yeah, I, yeah, I've heard that there Batman. were some. Yeah, there were mm -hmm. some versions I heard that where they were about the same age. Where, like, I never knew this, but I was watching uh, Joker versus Pennywise, the epic rap battles, mm -hmm. and there was a point where he, where Pennywise is talking about about him and how he's saying like, you know, we might as well, you know, how do you get rid of Batman? Eat him when he's a boy. Yeah. And and apparently I got kind of researching on it, and apparently there was a point or one story where Joker actually knew him as as when they were both kids. Right. So I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. But originally, um, I mean, the Joker is much older than Bruce actually is. That's true. Mm -hmm. But and in the Joaquin version, uh, he eventually, you know, comes out as the Joker. And, you know, some type of power, you know, he mm -hmm. obtains towards the end of the film, but it's around the time where Batman actually loses their parents. And that's true. Yeah. And that's, oh, that's I right. feel like the way that they did that movie, I know a lot of people didn't like it because they felt like, like it was done in a way that you're supposed to sympathize with the Joker, 
but I don't really think that was their intention. I think honestly, they were trying to humanize the Joker. Yeah, because exactly. they have been a very cartoon character, yeah, and this of, was like a different way of making it similar to like a documentary. You know, like yeah, this is yeah. you know, the mental health reasons. You know, a way to explain why they laugh or why they are very animated. You know, and I think they did a fantastic job with it. Yeah, and I think on the 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 thing with a, a specific subject with the Joaquin Phoenix one, mm-hmm. there was a question I saw online where the question was, is Arthur Fleck the real Joker? And yeah. I think now, now of course, this is just a theory that this person said, but Arthur is not the real Joker, but he's inspired, but he inspires whoever becomes the real one. As mm-hmm. mentioned, Joker shows us a version of its titular uh, the villain that is revered even before he starts calling himself Joker because of uh, uh, becoming a symbol for unrest and a rebellion in Gotham City. So mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting um, thought that even the Joaquin Phoenix one is not the real one, that it's really the inspiration for what the real Joker would actually become. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, take it as you will. Obviously, some people would be like, no. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. no, like it's like don't yeah. That's looking way too far to the rabbit hole there. But yeah. I just thought I thought it was still fun regardless. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I thought it was, and I I felt like the actor was incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm and a little scary like how much weight that they lost in that film because like you yeah. can see their bones, you know, oh, and yeah. like their rib cages. Like I was like, holy crap! <laughs> I know. Intense. Yeah. But oh, he, yeah. he played insane really really well. Yeah, and like the like when you and I were talking about it, like how. The, the difference between his laughs yeah. he had his mm-hmm. real laugh or supposedly his real laugh his mm-hmm. psych- psychotic laugh i suppose you could say versus yeah. the one his masked laugh mm-hmm. you know where you could tell it was you could tell he was trying his best to fit in but yeah. didn't really work yeah, there was and there's also his laugh from his condition mm-hmm. that's true yeah, yeah. So him actually, like they say, for those who haven't seen the film, they say that he has a, like almost like brain damage of some kind. And so it causes him to laugh. I don't, I didn't actually look up the name of what that condition is, but it's actually in real life, but they use that to explain why he laughs. And then when he's in like social awkward positions, he then uses a different laugh, which is fake. And it's so obviously fake, but because he really is like a sociopath. Like it, he's just using it to blend in, you know. And yeah, stuff. where he's he does yeah. really well at like splitting them up, which is cool. And he yeah. does certain scenes in the films that are very similar to how the older Jokers were depicted too. So mm. certain movements, certain ways that he ran, certain ways that he laughed. You know, he really tried to bring little elements from previous Jokers into this film, which I really appreciated because if you're a huge fan of all of these Batman films and you have been there from like the very beginning, you look for that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I really felt like they did a great job and he did really well at trying to figure out the best way on trying to portray the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and when, when I think I, one thing I was kind of, I kind of thought too was how much of an influence he has on others, even mm-hmm. people who aren't, you know, I mean, I guess they're all the people who are tied to him, like both Batman and Harley. Like with Batman, you know, some say that that Joe, one of Joker's um, focus is that he feels like he 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 feels like he's he's at his best when he's trying to make Batman at his best. 
Right. But when he, when he goes out to, you know, take hostages mm -hmm. or to like, oh, I have a, you know, I have, I have an explosive that I'm going to use to destroy second to such and such monument with who knows how many hundreds or thousands of people. And you've got to try to, you know, come stop me, you know, come stop me, Batman, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like, it's almost, almost like he's trying to draw out Batman's best. Right. Almost because without the Joker, where would Batman be? Right. You know, and even same thing with even Harley. Like we all know that if Batman or if Joker wasn't around, mm -hmm. um, you know, Harley would still be Harley and Quinzel. Right. And then like, what would, but what would happen if something happened to him? Like, what if Joker died, you know, yeah. after knowing Harley? Well, I feel one good instance was in it was in Injustice, Injustice Two specifically, where after Joker died, I think in the first game, yeah, he died in the first game, and then in the second one, um, the you know because there were two versions of all the characters, and then mm -hmm. the Harley Harley the version of Harley where her Joker had died, she ended up going to work with Batman in the Batcave, mm -hmm. and then there was a point where you know, she was trying to deal with uh, where she was going to go head to head with uh, Scarecrow and he used uh, this brand of fear toxin against her that made her hallucinate, of mm -hmm. course. And at this point where, you know, she's facing this big clown head with a door and you hear Joker in the background, you know, and, you know, doing his laugh and doing, and, you know, talking about, oh, hey there, Harley, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. you could tell she was actually like, oh, okay. Oh, no, hey there, Puddin'. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can tell that she was trying to move away from that. But in her mind, Joker was, even in her own mind, Joker was still trying to pull her back into what she was before he had died. And well, they also did that in Gotham where um, the Joker comes out and you finally get to know them, but they end up dying in the film. And then they come out with, uh, it turns out it's their twin brother. Mm -hmm. And this gave the actor a chance to portray the Joker in two different ways, which True. was interesting because it was almost like a way to pull in the classic stuff and then to basically find out a reason how the joker eventually became like Heath ledger you know because yeah. like yeah. it eventually changes so much that it ends up leading towards more um towards what those actors had portrayed yeah and that the one from gotham even though i never saw the entirety of mm -hmm. of all the gotham i do i did know about the the brothers mm -hmm. and like how he he stapled his face all mm -hmm. around us that rendered reminding me of that one comic version of the joker where he peeled off his own face yeah. and then mm -hmm. stapled it back onto it. it's like okay yeah. that, that's okay you weirdo <laughs> you right. yeah because they take bits and pieces from the past jokers and add it mm -hmm. into here to keep that following because if you you can lose people that way because mm -hmm. people have such a strong passion about it that if you you know if the joker didn't have a laugh like is it really the joker yeah you know or so those are, things are important or even if, like, even though, even if he had a lot of the same things, like, you got to mix them up somehow, not to, not just with mm -hmm. his look, but with maybe certain ways that he's portrayed, like the Heath Ledger one with the whole lip licking thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like, of course, that started out because of the prosthetic that he had on his face with, you mm -hmm. know, with, with the scars, but at the same time, you know, he, he was able to turn that into, like, a unique thing for the Joker, which I thought was kind of right. interesting. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like the the method acting really mm-hmm. has become intense, you know? Like up until I feel Heath Ledger had started, all of the Joker seemed very cartoony, very comic book. But then That's Heath true. Ledger came out with this amazing performance and he really brought him to life. He brought over that crazy manic sociopath side Mm -hmm. of the Joker, which I felt like really truly hasn't been seen up until that point. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's like, well, how do you top something like that? So then Jared Leto, I mean, he stayed in character the entire time, Mm -hmm. even when he wasn't on set, when he was hanging around the actors and stuff, Mm -hmm. he played pranks in real life just to get character and never leave <laughs> yeah know? yeah like, kind of like when he was nobody knew who he was really like until you know the very end yeah kind of like that character yeah kind of like when he would send like other cast members dead rats yeah like, like he really went all out for that you know i know and yeah. Heath Ledger did you know the same thing and it really put him in a dark headspace yeah, where he which... studied people who were in you know mental institutions to really get a grasp of what it would like to truly be crazy mm-hmm. and I think he did uh, fantastic I really yeah. do because he yeah. really brought chaos to the Joker you know yeah. that in in my mind the Joker is somebody who just does stuff for no reason at all if he doesn't like you you're done you know if he wants to burn something down he will you know like he there's no control over the joker you know he does what he wants and there's a certain fear a part of that yeah and i think that's that's i think what is so good about the classic versions you know like Mm -hmm. like the like the one with the joaquin phoenix when it's cool that they you know gave you know joker you know a reason why he is the way he is and all that but mm-hmm. what I like about the classic versions is that you don't know where he came from. You know his name. You know, he exactly. never he never had a name other than the Joker. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, he will do anything and everything that he wants to, and he's so unpredictable. And I think it's it's all the unknowns that make that makes him so scary. You don't know yeah. what that guy's gonna do. That's <laughs> so why it's very rare that you find out the Joker's past. Mm-hmm. I believe in the the killing joke, they do bring up some stuff um, from what I can remember. I mean, they do talk about him having a wife and, you know, almost having a child. And then, um, but that doesn't really come up ever again, I don't think, in any of the other well, Batman and Joker films. I mean, it makes you wonder, like, how much of that is really canon? You know, because, yeah, yeah so all these different, you know, origin stories, just, just like with superheroes, you know, I mean, well, Joker seems to have the most varied origin stories. And Mm -hmm. because of that, can you really count any of them as canon? I personally don't think so. Because it is cool when you know, when you can take the the Joker and that's all he is. He is the Joker. You don't know anything else about him. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so cool. I mean, it's cool when there's a story, when there's a specific storyline that 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 describes an origin story to make the story overall different mm-hmm. kind of like with the joker movie we know where oh it's you know it's society that made me this way you know yeah. and of course the ties that he has with you know with with bruce and thomas and all that um with that we you know if you were to continue that story that could be a really unique and different like 90 degree turn kind of kind of a story you mm-hmm. know v- versus the other versions of them where 
you know, he he just wants he just like he he found the the Batman one day, and I'm gonna mess with him, and that's it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, trying not yeah. to say too much, you know, I don't want to spoil the the Joker movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I I do agree that it does it makes fear because you don't know where that person comes from, and naturally, I think we all want to know why a person does things. And mm-hmm. if you don't know the reason why somebody would do that, it's, it's scary. It makes it random. Yeah, makes it random. Because yeah. if, you know, if you don't know the method behind the madness, that's what makes the randomness, you know, more amplified. You don't right. know why he does mm-hmm. what he does, or right. you know, if he shoots, if he shoots guy A but doesn't shoot guy B, why did he do that? Right, I don't and know. It makes it harder for, you know, like law enforcement or Jim Gordon to really be like, hey, you know, like, how do we prevent this from happening in the future? Because you can't really read his behavior because mm-hmm. it's just so sporadic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will ask, you know, since you asked me this, I will ask you, what is your favorite Joker? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger? Yeah. He was just so dark. Mm-hmm. And I really do enjoy dark things. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody sees me as like this lighthearted, bubbly person, but I really do appreciate like psychological horror. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I had ever seen a Joker film where they tried to go into the psychology of it. Mm-hmm. And I really did appreciate that, especially since, you know, I major in psychology. So I find that mm-hmm. fascinating. Um, And I've always been interested in, you know, the psychology between Batman and the Joker and why they're connected to each other and their fascination with each other. I just, you know, it's always been an interest to me. Yeah, they're always feeding off each other. And it's like, yeah, it's. Mm -hmm. it's, Yeah. And then I feel like they went with the gangster side to Jared Leto. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He always has like henchmen around him doing his bidding and like even with like Heath Ledger's it has like a very Sopranos feel to it because and like because he always has these people doing his thing oh yeah there's so much of money yeah there's so many versions of Joker where he right. has henchmen like even mm-hmm. like even in the the asylum games where right. you know he always he always has people around him to do his work for him like that you got to beat up and stuff because you know maybe they're all their yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, and of course, you know, out of fear or pro- false pro- promises mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, but yeah. more than likely it's probably just fear of, of death because you might hear one of a, one of a henchmen, like if one henchman is t- talking bad about the Joker mm-hmm. to, a, to one of his other henchmen buddies, you might, uh, that other henchman might be like, shh, be quiet. You know, he might hear you, you know, and yeah. he, he, the Joker might kill you if you, you know, if you keep talking like that, mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff where it's you know very simple just you say or do something stupid i will kill you yeah simple as that you know mm-hmm. but yeah um it's just very interesting to see you know how far the joker has come from mm-hmm. being a comic to what it is now yeah especially like yeah when you look at the cesar romero or the the jack nicholson version you know where mm-hmm. you know where it's like yeah they, i mean there, there were, of course, they, you know, though, like those were, well, I, I never watched too much of, you know, the Adam West Batman, because, mm-hmm. you know, I never really cared, I think, at the time, but, like, when I, when I did see the Jack Nicholson version, I don't know, he seemed, that version just seemed 
not necessarily like crazy like you might see some versions of the Joker, but mm-hmm. he, uh, he he just seemed he was just he he obviously was very criminal, and he had a very specific vendetta against Batman because of of you know him being pushed into that the, that that vat of uh, chemicals, and that of course kind of made him insane because oh my face is now scarred and ugly yeah and it was the batman who did it and I, now i want my i will wreak my vengeance upon thee you know kind of right. thing and even that has changed over time too you know like some uh, versions state you know that batman and the joker are related you know mm-hmm. uh, others True. are you know okay well it actually started when batman's parents died you know, he blames the Joker for that, you know, because it happened around the same time, you know, as he started taking over the city, you know. Yeah. So that's always been very interesting. And sometimes, like, especially Heath Ledger's version, you know, he basically states that they're two sides of the same coin, you know, that they are very much connected. And without me, there's, there's no you. Right. Yeah. Now that's, that does kind of go with what I was saying earlier, where, you know, the Joker wants to, is trying to do things specifically to antagonize the Batman. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you went off to do some other hero, like, oh, I'm going to mess with Catwoman instead or mm-hmm. Superman or something, which he has done before right. mm-hmm. <laughs> with disastrous consequences, unfortunately, for, for the Joker. But, <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, insert uh, injustice here. Um, anyone who has played that knows that Joker did not turn out very well. He kind of kind of died because you know Joker's kind of a big jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like it's true. Like if you took out one of them, no, I mean you wouldn't. You don't see any other relation. Any other? I, I hate to say the term. I hate to use the term good, but any other grand relationship with any other of the villains. You know, the Penguin, mm-hmm. eh? Uh, the Riddler, eh? You know, Two Face, eh? <laughs> but but you have the Joker. It's like, yeah, you know, if you if I were to ask you, just point like, oh, who's the who's the who's uh you know Batman's greatest uh villain or rival? You know, Joker. Just like saying who's Spider Man's greatest villain, Doc Ock, probably. You know, right. mm-hmm. it's like you know, there's always that one villain that is inherently always going to be tied to that villain or to that to the hero. In this case, Joker is always going to be tied in with uh, Batman ever since his creation. You know, back in the '50s or '60s or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he has this obsession. Mm-hmm. You know, and that really adds to how psychotic he really is. He's just completely obsessed with batman and whatever it takes to get on his bad side he will do it and then mm-hmm. i don't even like sometimes the joker seems like he wants to kill off batman and other times it's different where he wants to keep him alive because he wants to keep that game going yeah i think it's honestly fun for him yeah oh yeah it definitely is because like in the first batman or arkham asylum game where you know after where the whole it all the whole thing starts out where you know he Joker wanted to be able to play around with Batman, mm-hmm. you know because he per, he you know Joker went off and did something I forgot if they mentioned what he did, but he whatever he did you know he willingly let himself get caught by Batman to take directly back to Arkham and then mm-hmm. that's where Joker you know enacted his plan to trap Batman in with everyone else 
And then he had all these other inmates transferred in from Blackgate. So he had all these people who hated Batman, yeah. you know? So he had him, he had the, 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 all the bad guy, all the henchmen. He had Harley there, you know, and, oh, and even, even, the, even Killer Croc was there, which by the way, a very cool version of him, I should add, <laughs> he, because this version of Killer Croc was so big, was so big and more animalistic. Mm-hmm. You know, he almost looked like Suicide Squad, but, like 12 feet tall with like you know swole <laughs> you know it's yeah. really mm-hmm. very swole anyway getting off top <laughs> but anyway but yeah mm. it's just like you know it's like and then at one point you know joker purposely put himself in front of batman and literally said you know try to come and kill me right now i am right here in front of you come here buddy <laughs> I was gonna say something else, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like it's, it is almost like a game to him. Mm-hmm. He wants to he wants to push Batman's buttons. Never ending game that I just love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that yeah. brings us to the end of our chatterbox session. Yay! Thirty minutes of awesomeness. Just read. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But stay tuned. There is another gaming segment after this. But before we go, Dak, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters under Daquan Game Army. There are a lot of other places, but you will be able to find that out more if you listen to this podcast and look at the description, I'm sure. Yep. All the links will be underneath. The oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. And thank you for inviting me. Always. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. It's a tough beat, but somebody's got to do it. Hello, and welcome to the Thread Raiders Game Show. Brought to you by Pizza. Pizza. Mmm. Yummy in a box. Thread Raiders Game Show is filmed before a live studio audience, sans live studio audience. And here's your host, Chaotic Anarchy. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Thread Raiders Podcast. We're so excited to be here. All right, we're just going to go around real quick and say hello. So, Maxine, let's start with you. Hi, uh, my name is Maxine Bachman, also known as That Girl at That Place, pretty much anywhere and everywhere. Ooh, and Daquin? Or Daquin? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like I don't even know you. Yes, I am Daquin. Hi, I do things and stuff, and it's really cool and fun. All the things. <laughs> All the things. <laughs> and Jordan? Hi, I'm at D&D Jordan Lee. So happy to be here. And Chet. Hi, I'm Chet. Um, hey, I'm Chet. also DM <laughs> underscore Luke Thomas. Um, I do many things. I paint many things. And um, I talk too much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Never enough. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. Today, we are going to do Mad Libs. We have Woo! a Mad Lib theater Woo! that we do on the Red Raiders podcast. And yeah. what we have going on is Maxine is actually going to be our teacher. And we are kids in a, what are we? In preschool? We in high school? Are we, who are we, Max? Set the scene for us. Yes. No pressure. No pressure or anything. All right. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> What's my motivation in this scene? <laughs> I had a moment when I was like, she's still explaining the game, or was that now you can go? Like, <laughs> you can go now. You are free. <laughs> Be free. Welcome to the uh, classroom of Maxine Bongman. I'm very glad to have you all here. Um, 
I have given the children um, a essay to write and they all have to give their special nouns and pronouns and adjectives <laughs> and the verbs and all those fun little ditty things. And I'm just so glad that you're all here to uh, come <laughs> as they come one by one to the front of the classroom. Please mm. make sure that you give their utmost attention. Jimmy, I see you back in the back there. And uh, Scott, make sure that you're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no gum in her hair, please. Thank you. Oh, now. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, Miss Jordan, if you don't mind uh, coming up to the front of the classroom and telling your story, uh, I have asked all of you to give the uh, entitled or the entitlement uh, The Knight and the Dragon. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is your take on this lovely title? So let me give you just an update before you begin, Jordan. So how this game works is each one of us has actually a Mad Libs that we filled out ourselves. And each one of us is going to go around and read our story. And Maxine, our teacher, is going to basically grade us on it and decide who they think did the best. I will be grading roughly, be sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Be afraid. Be, be very, very, very afraid. afraid. <laughs> oh, boy, and I'm thirsty. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, I love that voice. Totally. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, you should totally use that. Okay. Um, it reminds you of like Rugrats. Okay, okay. Um. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can read it. That voice is just great. <laughs> Get on with it. I mean. I mean, what? Good. Why are you? You don't have to be kidding, darling. Everybody's still your friend. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a mushy knight named Bob Ross, who, <laughs> by his valiant bravery, saved the kingdom from the cold dragon and praised the princess in the nick of time. He rode his conniving mouse from the scaling mountain. <laughs> Upon which the kingdom was built, journeying into the unknown. He was elated and did not stop for... I don't know where this accent's going. Um, (laughs) For fear the dragon would ridicule them all. By and by, he came to a giant baby Yoda, which blocked his path. (laughs) Did what to his path? (laughs) Blocked. Blocked. Oh, blocked. (laughs) He stopped and fell greedily to himself. Then, summoning his fiery fear, he touched the baby Yoda out of the way and continued onward. Oh no! At last, he reached. (laughs) At last, (laughs) at last, he reached the scrawny cottage of the itchy dragon. The dragon flirted at his approach. I don't even know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) He fought cleverly. The battle was lazy and embarrassing, ranging a whole renaissance until at last the knight seized the dragon by the foot and washed him in the hand. The princess was grateful and the knight (laughs) ate her over his shoulder (laughs) and returned. And returned to the king. The two promptly waddled and they lived nastily ever after. The end. I am really good at promptly waddling away. 
<laughs> it's like a Jordan, thing I've that was wonderful. For. That was wonderful. Round of applause for Jordan. Round of applause for Jordan. Thank you so much. I'm, your writing has working. improved greatly. Mm. Still mm. working on the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, you're perfect just the way you are. Oh, your beautiful. parents must be proud. All right, go ahead and take your seat, darling. Mm. Um, Let's have... Um, Chet, back in the back row there. Do you mind coming up to the front? Oh, yeah. No okay. spitballs. No spitballs. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, oh, oh, okay. We're all nasally. Once upon a time, there was a wet night named Joe Bob. Who, by his valiant <laughs> stamina, saved the king from the mushy dragon and condemned the princess in the nick of time. He rode his dirty raccoon <laughs> from the uncomfortable swamp upon which the kingdom was built. Journeying into the, turn into the unknown, he was over it and did not stop. <laughs> For fear the dragon would wallop them all. <laughs> by and by, he caved to a giant wrench, which blocked his path. Oh no! He stopped and flirted nastily. What? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna have to talk to my students about that. <laughs> then, summoning his embarrassing pain, he washed the wrench away. <laughs> Be gone, the wrench. <laughs> oh no! Oh man! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about this one. <laughs> At last, he reached the conniving barracks of the Silky Dragon. The dragon curdled at his approach. They fought sarcastically. The battle was cold and pineappley, <laughs> raging a whole evening. <laughs> Until at last, the knight seized the dragon by the leg and wore him in the toe. <laughs> wore him in the toe. <laughs> wow. Children oh, no. these days, I just don't understand what's in their head. <laughs> the princess was grateful, and the knight lifted her over his shoulder and returned to the king. The two promptly waddled. <laughs> promptly waddled again. And they lived Popular. accidentally ever after. <laughs> I am crying. <laughs> you chat your your adjectives and your verbs are just flowery, and I am I'm so proud of you. They're just I can't even. I can't. I'm I'm finding a theme. Um, your your theater teacher must be doing something. You know, explaining clearly. Oh, I'm very glad we're working together in this. I'm talk to her after. Anyway, um. Um, chaotic anarchy. Let's uh, go with you, uh, my darling. Let's see what your take on the knight and the dragon is. <laughs> I'm prepare myself mentally. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I'm. <laughs> I'm going to read the knight and the dragon. Thank you, darling. Darling, you'll have to speak up. I know it's a large classroom <laughs> of, of ten people, but you're going to have to <laughs> speak up. I'm projecting. 
<laughs> the best that I can. Yeah, yeah, darling. We, I, I was prepared for this this time. I know the last six times I was not, but this time, put up the microphone here. Yeah, take one of those microphones. <laughs> you got, you, you got to hold it really close. Yeah, into the mic. Really there. close like this. <laughs> we're getting just like that. is it working we're getting somewhere i feel like it's working <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm going Maybe to drew the on the night board while you did it <laughs> just, the just tap the microphone like this <laughs> is it working <laughs> i'm gonna read my story now okay <laughs> oh dear the teacher's just like oh dear lord hand on hand <laughs> oh dear lord the knight and the dragon. There's always one. Once, <laughs> once upon, there's always one. Once upon a time, there was a dazzling knight named Jordan. And I'm just gonna look over at Jordan and wave. <laughs> Who, by his valiant curiosity, saved the kingdom from the clumsy dragon and touched the princess in the nick of time. <laughs> He mm-hmm. rode his fierce hamster from the massive field upon which the kingdom was built and journeying into the unknown. Huzzah! <laughs> he was happy and did not stop for the fear of dragon would cherish them all. By and by, he came to the giant Jordan, which blocked his path. <laughs> he stopped and plummeted rarely to himself. Then summoning his chubby amazement, he ate he ate the Jordan out of his way and continued Whoa. onward. What kind of story is this? Why would you kill me? You just hear silent sobbing in the classroom. I don't know At last he reached the delightful underground burrow of the brave dragon. The dragon choked at his approach. Oh my god. They fought cheerfully. The battle was obnoxious and mammoth, (laughs) raging a whole renaissance, until at last the knight seized the dragon by the finger and threw him in the knee. (laughs) (laughs) The princess was grateful, and the knight licked her over his shoulder and returned to the king. (laughs) The two promptly choked, and they lived hardly ever after. Promptly choked. Promptly choked. It's a bit morbid, but I, I also, kind of expected that. Um. I also love that you use Renaissance as well. Only for you, Jordan. I mean, those were the uh, key words that we've been learning this week. Yes, uh, choked. Renaissance in my flirted, apparently. <laughs> hmm. All right, thank you so much, darling. You're you are improving. Um, your your thank speech you. is getting. A smidgen louder. Thank you I so try. much for, for working on it. He succeeds. <laughs> We've been doing beautifully, uh, darling. Now, Thank um, you. Uh, uh, Scott, Scott, uh, wake, wake up, Scott, Scott, wake up, <laughs> wake up, <laughs> like roller down. Oh, on the floor. oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're what they call narcoleptic. <laughs> it's your turn, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> If I, if I have to, okay. Here I, go. I don't think you're allowed to talk about stuff like that at school, CA. Okay. Next stick. <sighs> it's a word. Okay. Ask the teacher. Teacher, uh. it's a word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's my story. I called the knight and the oh. dragon. Gosh. 
Oh, he's so sad. <laughs> Once my birthday. Sit <laughs> 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 down. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a sticky night named Huey. <laughs> Who, by his valiant desperation, served the kingdom from the prickly dragon. And touch the princess in the nick of time. <laughs> it's a very touching story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> character. <clears throat> he rode his floppy dragon. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I can't, I can't get through this. He rode his floppy dragon from the He's smelly beach. <laughs> upon which the kingdom was built, journeying into the unknown. Mm. He was spoopy and did oh, and did not stop for the fear for fear the dragon would sow them all. I love the spoopy. By and by, he came to a giant D&D handbook which <laughs> blocked his path. <laughs> he stopped and waddled fluffily to himself. <laughs> then Summoning or summoning his mushy pain, he oh. praised the D&D handbook out of his way and continued onward. At last, he reached the scaly cave of the smushy dragon. Oh. <laughs> the dragon <laughs> his approach. They fought jokingly. The battle was embarrassing and silky, raging a whole millennium. Oh my god. At last, it seized the dragon by the toe knuckle and wore him in <laughs> a nostril. <laughs> wore him a nostril, is that what you said? Yes. Toe knuckle and nostril. Toe knuckle. First of all, I love it. <laughs> and, and now I'm going to use that all the time now. <laughs> it says add body part toe and knuckle. toe knuckle. <laughs> we need to add that to our spelling list next week. Uh, toe knuckle. Toe knuckle, yes. <laughs> The princess was grateful and the knight <laughs> ate her over her shoulder and returned to the king. Mm. Two promptly juggled and they lived cleverly ever after. Oh, that's a unique ending. Yeah. Interesting. I am I am Those I'm very glad together, uh, to hear your different <laughs> of these. Oh, thank you so much, Jake. When you uh, can go ahead and sit back down. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Um <sighs> they don't sleep back down. <laughs> oh, thank you so much um i believe that all of you guys you you've come so far but um out of this class of as i've measured 10 only uh four four uh star stickers can be handed out today so um i am going to give um and the puffiest star sticker you Uh, go ahead and talk amongst yourself momentarily while I uh, grade the last bit of uh, your papers. One that so, smells like strawberry. Hey, did you guys see the new Yu-Gi-Oh card they had out? It's so cool. Does it taste like strawberry? Uh, no, it's it tastes of cinnamon. I don't like cinnamon. Cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon. It tastes like. It tastes like like that cherry on top. I like Can you explain cherry. to me why you've been licking Yu-Gi-Oh cards? 
<laughs> what don't wait, you're not supposed to look you you cards? Alright, class, 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 class. Pay attention oh, to your thank I, you so I, much. I, I think Scott needs to go to the doctor. Is that what you said as a kid? Or like <laughs> Or was that out of reason like legit? <laughs> Class will be over uh, momentarily and poo-poo. you can go uh, see if you don't mind taking him to the nurse afterwards. That would be great. Thank okay. you. Oh, you're alone. Yes. All right. Um, now we have uh, our four stickers. We have our purple sticker for most improved. Uh, that will go to CA, the lovely CA. You've most improved in our class. Thank you so much. You've been working very hard, and I have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we have the green star for uh, best use of our spelling vocab words. Um, much very creative words, and the green star goes to Chet. Good job, Ooh. good job, Chet. Uh, I'm very impressed with your words and your um, usage of them in your story. I'm very excited to hear what you have to come up with next week for our creative writing. Your persona. adoration means nothing to me. Oh my gosh. Wow. And then <laughs> we have the red star. Um, this one goes to Day Quinn. It is A for effort. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So wonderfully, and we will work later on after school to take the job. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Our gold star for overall story goes to the lovely Miss Jordan. Thank you so much. I'm doing a wonderful job. The 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 presence that you've done, your I could really picture picture what was going on in your story and. I really could understand with, with Bob Ross and how he lorded over Baby Yoda, just pushed him out of the way. I'm very proud of this. I'm very, very proud of your, your new way of thinking. Thank you. Yeah, that, this Bob Ross dude sounds like a jerk. No. Whoa, blasphemy. Put him in time out. He pushed a Yoda. He pushed a baby. Just wait till I get $35 to make that happen. This is creative writing. This is creative writing, Um, She can make Baby Yoda into a, a, a anything she wants him to be. And he was the villain in this story. And that is a very awesome, awesome way to uh, think about it. When everyone else puts him in one box and category, she put him in another. And I'm very proud of that, yes. Hmm. Not canon. Not canon. <laughs> Heck, let's go. And um, I do believe, yes, oh, that is the bell, children. Thank you so much. It's now recess time. Go have fun. Yay. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, I'm seeing you after school today. I hate the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps telling me not to lick stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everybody go around and say where people can find you now that we're into their podcast. Uh, we're in. Oh, me first. Yeah. Um, I'm at DNT Jordan Lee on Twitch and on Twitter. Uh, you can also see me um, on the Thread Raiders Twitch channel on Tuesday nights. Uh, I play Alice in Whisperwind um, so on Geek Attack. 
Um, I can also be found in the Thread Raiders Discord. Um, I'm always jumping around in there or so chatty Maddie's Discord as well. Um, so please, hi. Nari and Dak. Oh, you can find me mostly on the Twitters under Daquin Game Army. That's all one word. Um, and I'm all over the place as well. You'll find me in the Thread Raider uh, Discord. You'll find me uh oh my gosh well, on, on youtubes the twitches and facebook's under Dakin gaming and uh yeah you'll find me Steam all over the place like i said but definitely not in the nurse's office because <laughs> no. it's, it's a bad place it's a bad place <laughs> you got sent home from the nurse's office. <laughs> <laughs> all right and chat uh, my name is Chet. I am a DM underscore Luke Thomas or Luke Thomas and a lot of other places. Um, you can find me um, right here on the Thread Raiders uh, Twitch. Um, I will be streaming Monday nights at nine and painting many, many things and maybe painting with other people, maybe some of these little people periodically. Okay, like me. So, uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm usually in the Thread Raiders Discord from time to time. Yeah. Nari and That's Maxine. <laughs> oh, I thought you were done. Are you not done? I'm done. <laughs> oh, <me>. Maxine. <laughs> Next. I believe it's, that's me. That's you. Guys. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hi, my name is That Girl at That Place. Also, Maxine Bachman, but everywhere you can find me at uh, That Girl at That Place, except for Instagram, where you can find me at Lady Skyburn. Um, you can also find me at um, uh, www.thenerdychicken.com. CA that's www.nerdychicken.ca um and I Buy make all, all the very nice bags and they're awesome and I love them and the thing the little white thing on my shoulder uh that's Millie uh hopefully she'll be coming on more streams she's my little mouse uh anyway. Max is actually just a puppet Millie is the one in charge <laughs> yeah, really yeah I'm the puppet it's, it's, it's kind of like Ratatouille it's like it's a Ratatouille situation <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it really is um that kind of way but yeah if in further streams you see a little white thing running around that's that's millie yay. Uh, um oh before i forget i will be this weekend um i don't know when this will be streamed right but... before flint <laughs> what oh right yeah before flint. yeah perfect. so yeah this weekend uh i want to give my love to everybody who's there i'm not able to be there because i will be at uh pax east so if you are at pax east come see me i'll be at the norse foundry booth if not and you are joining this amazing stream um for uh flint thank you guys so much for being here i'm so excited and sending my love to you guys from afar <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I am Chaotic Anarchy. You all know where oh. to find me. All the links will be included with this podcast episode. But you can normally find me on the Thread Raiders Discord channel here on the podcast or on Twitter. And don't forget the extra for Chaotic Anarchy. <laughs> all right. So that wraps us up today. Thank you so much for joining us for the Thread Raiders podcast. And we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.